Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray that this message inspires hope, help, and healing in your life. And as always, welcome home. We've been talking about praying. Remember last week I thought it was really, really good because I challenge you to walk in the place of dominion in your faith life and in your prayer life. Don't struggle for faith. Use your authority in Jesus' name. Write that down. Don't struggle for faith. Use the authority that you have in Jesus' name, okay? What's that mean? Some of you are struggling in the arena of prayer because you're not taking your place and using your rightful authority. You got to use the name of Jesus. You know what I'm saying? You got to use authority. Everybody say authority. You know what I mean by that? Stuff's running rampant in there, and it's waiting for your. It's not waiting for your prayer life. It needs what your authority in Jesus' name. Does that make sense? So. Where does that work? God don't want nobody sick. So you got to, what are you praying to Jesus for? Here we go. Why are you praying to Jesus about sick people? Well, we got we to gotta let them know that they're sick. No, he already knows. I'm not trying to be mean. We, we pray goofy prayers. You know, it's funny. Like, I'm not trying to be mean. You know, like the kids are like, you know, the kids pray those prayers when they're little. You know, bless mommy, bless daddy, bless Grammy, bless Poppy, bless the dog, bless the cat. But it's cute, but you, some of you 40 years old, you're still praying these prayers. You know what I'm saying? Well, they're already blessed. You got to get scriptural in this thing. If you want results, check up on your – look, you, you guys know what I'm saying. I love you. You know what I'm, I'm telling you this because this ain't easy, but you got to check up on your prayer life. If your prayers ain't working, may, maybe we got to see what we're praying. Well, bless me, Lord. We use all this – language in the church and it, it ain't even scriptural well bless me lord well yeah okay i get it but he has blessed you with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in christ jesus so wait a minute you got the blessing you got to go enforce it he we don't got to pray for somebody to be well god wants them well go demand and decree healing shows up in their body god wants you to have wealth go demand and decree god don't want nobody lost you know your lost loved ones that you've been praying for how many got some lost friends or some lost loved ones? You've been standing in a gap. Believe me. And what do we pray? Oh, God, save them. Jesus already saved them. You know what I'm saying? Jesus already went up on the cross, paid the price for it. We got to use dominion and take authority in the realm of the Spirit. Say, I bind that lying devil that's lying to him, trying to keep him blind from the truth. See what I'm saying? And some of you, you're dealing with situations and circumstances with people, and you're sitting there going, well, how in the world is this going to turn around? It's going to turn around because you're going to start using your authority in this situation and not just sit there with your prayer life. You're going to take authority over the enemy from keeping them blind, keeping them shot out. I don't know, keeping them messed up. I don't know, whatever it is. But if you know you got the will of God, look, if you know you got the will of God in an area, you better start using your authority. Amen? Because if you don't start using your authority, you're going to be missing out. And we're praying, well, Jesus, you do something. Jesus is like, well, you do something. I can't do nothing about it. I thought you were Jesus. You can do anything. No, I can only do where I have jurisdiction to do. Is that all right? I'm going to give you another principle. How many of you like that? But it puts responsibility on you. Is that okay? I'm just trying to help you see this because here's a big one. Remember this one? You got to be positive in your thinking when you pray. You got to be positive in your thinking. You can't undo with your thinker what you released but your faith. Does that make sense? Well, I don't think it's working. Well, don't worry about what you think is working. Don't quit on what you said because of what you see. 
What you see can't undo what you said. You can't do it. You understand? It's dangerous. Don't, well, you know, they ain't getting no better. Well, praise me to God. They might not get better. They might get worse before they get better. But don't worry about it. Jesus ain't, Jesus ain't buckling. Jesus isn't buckling just because things don't look right. Is that all right? It's not, receiving answered prayer is this. Let every thought and desire affirm that you have what you ask for. Let every thought and desire affirm what you have asked for. You know what that means? If it doesn't line up what you prayed, you cannot receive it. You know what I'm saying? If you're praying for this thing and all of a sudden you think, well, maybe it ain't working. You got to reject it's not working. You got to get rid of that. You can't allow it to operate in the arena of your mind. Can't do it. Well, they don't look no better. They're getting worse. I don't care what it looks like. You can't take that stuff. You want to know what the problem is? That's where worry gets in. That's where fear gets in. That's where fret gets in. And that's where faith starts slipping out the window. Because what is the reciprocal of faith? Fear. So the enemy is going to try to wear you out in the arena of reason to get your faith off of your faith, off of your, off of your place you put it. Meaning like this. If you put faith on this thing, he's going to try to bring reason to make you think the thing you put it on ain't working. And I got news for you when it comes... I'm going to meddle for a little bit. When it comes to people, they're going to get so hell-bent just to try to make you think this thing ain't working. Your head's going to spin. You're going to think you're living with the Antichrist, some of you. I'm telling you right here now, the head might halfway swivel. Some of it's going to go all the way around. That was funny. You should have laughed. But some of you, that ain't funny because I'm living in it. You know exactly what I mean. Because they they will. Because you want to know why? That, That thing's working on people. Does this make sense? And then they, like, they try, what do you do when you see one? Well, this ain't working. What good is this mess? Come on, you know what I'm saying? But you got to, so, uh, what do you do? Don't back up on what you said because of what you see. Don't back up on what you said because of what you see, because what you see is temporal. Kind of laugh a little bit. You know what I mean? Maybe don't laugh at them when their head's spinning around because I am I you know what I'm saying? People get mean. You know, it's funny I was talking to somebody, they might be watching, so praise be to God. They said, Man, they said, and I have been I've been I've been telling them, I said, man, they said, You ain't gonna believe this. I said, No, trust me, I'll believe it. And they were like, they were like, My God, somebody went off the rail and started yelling and screaming about it. So I said, Yeah, I believe it. Because what happens is sometimes is this is that when you go and believe God for something to change. Boy, I'll tell you what, there's sometimes that, that enemy will start working overtime to try to get your faith off it because they kind of know something's changing. So don't get discouraged. Kind of laugh when it gets all a little wild. Is that all right? Okay. Why? Well, what am I going to laugh about? You got to resist doubt. You got to resist doubt. I got news for you. Write this down. Doubt's from the devil. And somebody, you know what's funny? Man, I said this Sunday, I think. Remember Sunday I told you, this, the place, it's like this, the place of reason has been given access because of Adam's transgression. So intellect got open for eternity to the voice of an enemy. So... Because Adam goes in the garden and doesn't just listen to God, but opens the door to reason from the devil, you're going to fight reason the rest of your life. Does that make sense? Because do you ever ask yourself, where are these crazy thoughts coming from? 
How did this thought get in my head? Why do I think that about me? Why do I even think this stuff? Because Adam opened the door to reason in the garden. And reason has never stopped because it came in through the fall and grabbed the place of authority. And because of the devil, he's a dipstick, but he's smart. Here's what he does. He tries to use reason against you. And because of this, you're always going to have to fight reason the rest of your life. So you're going to always have crazy thoughts with you or thoughts that are not lining up. You know what I'm saying? But you're going to have to start refuting those things and disciplining them. So I got news for you. Why did I say that? Thoughts of doubt. Doubt. Brother Hagin said this. He said doubt. You could have faith in your heart and doubt in your head. Does that make sense? Your head could be squirrely. You know what I mean? And where did that doubt come from? Doubt didn't come from God. Doubt came from the enemy. So why you doubt yourself? I just Every time you doubt yourself, the devil's speaking to you. Do you understand me? I don't care what you do. Well, you can't do this. Who told you that? You can't be that. Who told you that? You can't have that. Who told you that? Where did this come from? All things are possible to him that believes. And then you get there, oh, I don't feel like I can do it. Well, who told you that? It ain't God. You know, and I know everybody's like, oh, you know, you're getting a little too devil conscious. No, it's the devil isn't found in, the devil is found in suggestion. Does that make sense? He's found in reason. You see what I'm saying? Are you get, I'm not mad at you, you get me? Are you seeing what I'm saying? You understand what I'm saying? Well, who told me that? Well, it wasn't God. God doesn't contradict himself. Does that make sense? So who, uh, who told you you can't do that? Now, wasn't the devil running on the street with a little, you know, horns in his head and tail and all that stuff? It's reason and suggestion. It's unbelief. He is unbelief. So every unbelief you have about you or situations, guess who brought that up? The devil. Because God's not a, can God doubt? No. Can God walk out of faith? No. Can God speak evil? No. So then who's telling you this nonsense? You understand it? Well, how did he get access? How could he just tell me? How could the enemy, I don't see him, how does he talk to me? Through suggestion. Well, how did he get suggestion? Happened in the garden. He's got a right to suggestion, but you don't have to believe it. That's the problem. This is what happens to people. This is how people get deceived. They go, oh, I thought it, so it's my idea. Listen to me. Don't ever take ownership of a thought unless you agree with it. It's not your thought. Don't ever take thought or agreement with thoughts until you want to take ownership. Does that make sense? So you get this thought comes in your head. Oh, that's me. If you accept it to be you, it just became you. If you reject it, it ain't got nothing to do with you. You got that? See what I'm saying? But the, what do, why do people, hey, you want to know why people go off the rail in some of these thinkings, thinking things? Because they think everything that comes in their head is them. That's the God's honest truth. The, everything that comes in your head ain't you. People need to know this stuff. People say, why do I think this stuff? Because guess what? Everything you think ain't you. But if you don't know no better and you're out there in the world, what did you used to think? Why do I got these crazy ideas? There must be, must be something wrong with my thinking. No. Who's bringing this suggestion? So you got to resist doubt. Everything, everything that looks like doubt, get rid of it. Especially after you prayed, it doesn't look like it's getting any better. No, duh. Listen, you have to get your mind on the answer in God's word. You can't take it off. Why is that? 
In order to receive answer to your prayers, you must eradicate every image, suggestion, vision, dream, impression, feeling, and thoughts that do not contribute to your faith and that do not affirm that you have what you've asked God for. You know what eradicate means? Uproot and remove. You ain't allowed to keep them. Satan moves in the sense realm and in the, na na the natural realm. He uses the tool of suggestion. Okay? So everything that comes through that arena might not be God. You got me? So what do I got to do? Filter your head, man. Well, I thought it, so it's me. No, that, th that doesn't mean it's you. Just because you thought it doesn't mean it's you. But if you believe it, it became you. Don't go there. Is that all right? You see what I'm saying? You got to rebuke it before you receive it. You got to filter it. You got to check it. Here's another one. Reject anything that contradicts the word of God. Reject it. Does that make sense? Reject anything that contradicts the word of God. If it don't look like the word of God, get rid of it. Okay? I know that sounds like the same thing, but it's not. Resist doubt, but anything that don't look like the word of God, get rid of it. You know, and someone say, well, I don't know what the Word of God says. Well, that's what your job is. you got to find out what the Bible says about this stuff. Now, you might say, well, I don't know what it looks like. I don't know something. What does love look like? You know what I'm saying? Because people think, everything, well, you know, why God? God, man, God's going to be getting a rap for stuff he ain't done for a long time. You know what I mean? It ain't God. You see what I'm saying? Line it up with the Word. If it doesn't line up with the Word, chuck it. Don't look like the Word. Lack doesn't look like the Word. Sick don't look like the Word. Broken marriage don't look like the word. None of this stuff don't look like the word. Get rid of it. Well, how do I get rid of it? Don't receive it. Don't receive it. What do you mean don't? What do I mean don't receive it? If the guy, show, if the FedEx guy shows up at the door and it's not your package, do you sign for it? No. So tell me, the other day they brought, oh my, you want to you laugh? It's so bad. I was in the garage. I'm chilling out. And all of a sudden, Amazon, they, they, they come with these, these. They come all the time. These, these cats ain't playing. They come on Sunday, right? They just Amazon don't care. They show up, right? So the dude brings this box, and I get the box. And I know the box is dog food because I can tell by the size of the box and how heavy it is, right? So I take the box, and I throw it on the floor. Because I'm like, I was chilling out. I was in the garage. I was hitting it. And I got the box. And he gives me this box of dog food. I'm like, hey, bro. And he had another thing in his hand. So he's going back again. So I take this dog food. I chuck it. Boom. I'm like, yeah, what else you got? And he gives me the thing. And I look down and it says Chewies. I go, we don't get no dog food from Chewies. <laughs> it's the neighbor's junk. And I slammed the thing so hard. I'm thinking, oh, my God, I broke the box. What was in there? I thought it was dog food. Thank God it probably was. I didn't tell him. Don't worry about it. It's all right. That's why I got insurance. So, right? So I pick it up. It was dog food. I heard it, right? And I go, oh, snap. I just threw your box, bro. I don't know if this is broken. He's like, don't worry about it. I'll figure it out. And I gave it back, and he brought it over there. I said, that ain't mine. <laughs> He's probably thinking, bro, then you shouldn't have thrown it on the ground like He-Man over here and bust the box. How am I going to explain this? I was like, but it ain't mine, bro. Even though I broke it, it ain't mine. It ain't my package. Take it back. You got things in between your head. You're not your package. Take it back. It, ain't, it doesn't belong in my mind space. It's illegal in my head. You're, take your busted box and go. Well, why'd you break the box? You should have never gave it to me anyway. It didn't belong here. So I broke it. Get over it.
No, you know what I'm saying? No, don't drop it off. It doesn't belong here. That's what the enemy's trying to do. Drop stuff off on you. And you sitting there like, well, I guess that's what I think I am. No, it ain't who you are. You ain't allowed to be one with it. Unless you can filter it through the word of God, you're not allowed to accept it. That sounds great. And it works in prayer. It works in everything. That's casting your care upon the Lord for he cares for you. But people walking around, that must be me. No, that ain't you. Because you're more one with the word than you think. Okay? Now, why is this important? Write these scriptures down. This is really important. Because God's trying to keep you in perfect peace. Look at Isaiah 26 too. This is important, man. Isaiah 26 Two, three, and four. You all right? Can we look at this? Open ye the gates that the righteous nation which keepeth the truth may enter in. And watch this. Thou, or God, will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on God because he trusts God. See it? How are you going to stay in perfect peace? Trust the Lord. What happens if I ain't trusting God? You ain't going to stay in perfect peace. It's a, it's a conditional promise. Well, I don't know. You know what I mean? What am I going to do? Leave it there. Look at this. Trust in the Lord forever for the Lord Jehovah is everlasting strength. Trust in the Lord. Trust in the Lord. Now, that's, that's easy to say. I, I trust in the Lord, and I'm staying up all night wringing my hands. I get it. You know what I mean? We've all been there. You just get better at it. Trust in the Lord. What's trust the Lord mean? Man, God, whatever you want. I ain't that smart. What do you want? How many of you got, how many of you ever do this? You ever get what you shouldn't have got? How'd that work out? That was a pretty good yeah back there. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, this is great, Jesus. I love it. Like, oh, my God, right? You know what I'm saying? I don't want this mess. Listen, no, what am I trying to say? Trust the Lord means you could, trust in the Lord means you don't trust yourself. Does that make sense? You only trust your judgment so far, and then you go, God, you know what? I don't know everything, I only see in part, so I can go slow because I trust you more than I trust me. I trust your decision-making in my life more than I trust my own. And look at, hey, guys, let me tell you something. I'm not, I'm not kidding with this stuff. Look at this because, look at this. This is so good, right? Um, you got to get this. You, here, look at this. Look at Ephesians 4.22. Ephesians 4.22 is going to help you. Amen. And then give me some time because I'm working it tonight with you. Now, just write these scriptures down. I'll give you a lot more scriptures, and then you can go over them. Look at this, though. Look what it says here. Put off. Now, now pull this in, okay? Because this is how you start doing this. How many you know? How many you know? Look at your neighbor. Say, neighbor, you're reprogramming yourself. Look at your other neighbor. Say, neighbor, say you're reprogramming yourself. That's what you got to do. You got to reprogram yourself. And that's what happens because you don't know. You don't know sometimes where to reboot. You got to reboot according to the word. That you put off concerning the former conversation, the old man, which is corrupt according to deceitful lust. Now watch what he says. Keep going. You're going to see this. It's going to pull it in. And I think as you see this, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind. So everybody say, I got to renew my mind. Well, why do you got to renew your mind? Because your mind didn't get saved. That's why James said what? Save your soul. You got to save your soul. Your soul ain't saved. You know, somebody said, somebody said it was funny. I, was just, I just talked about this. Well, your spirit got saved. You know, somebody said, well, how, how in the world could God, if God, if God's in me, right, if God's in me, your spirit is saved. He didn't do nothing with your soul and your body. You got to save your soul. Does, you make, does that make sense? Does that make sense? Because your soul and your body have not been what? Redeemed. Your spirit got redeemed, but he didn't do nothing with your soul, your mind, your will, and your emotions and your body. That's your job. So the people coming to church and go, well, Mike, I don't know if I like uh, this. Well, I don't know what you mean like. It's renewing your mind. 
You got to renew your mind. You got to save your soul. Be renewed in the spirit of your mind. To what? To what I'm telling you here. Keep going. Watch this. You're going to like this now. Get open to this. Look what it says. And be renewed. And yet you put on the new man. What's this new man? That's the new you. We'll put on a new man. What happens if you don't put on a new man? You act like the old man. Where's the old man? He's dead, but you still got a memory of the old man. Now people say this, well, that's my old nature. Now your old nature's been annihilated. You just got a what? You got a jacked up memory because you remember that old you. Come on, you know what I'm saying? Some of you remember the old you. So I said, it ain't good. You know what I'm saying? Some of you remember the old you, you know what I'm saying? You smoking all that dope back then? <laughs> Some of you still smoking dope. You better quit. <laughs> Come on, did he just say that? Too late, it's out. You know what I'm saying? Some of you like, man, I remember back, no, you back in the day. You better bury back in the day. You're a new creature in Christ. You know what I mean? Yeah. Don't be laughing. Some of you know what I'm saying, man. Some of you, don't be looking at me like that. Remember you raped me? You made it run to Mexico. Remember that? <laughs> Don't laugh. I got some ballers in here. You should hear some of these people. My God in heaven, help me. Jesus. Some of you are lucky to be alive for crying out loud. My God in heaven. <laughs> you keep serious, Pastor Chris? I'm serious. Some of you are real good sinners. Now you're all sanctified and saints. I like that kind of church anyway, man. I don't want all those goody two-tooth Christians. Because if something goes down, they don't know how to fight. I'm going to get beat up. So praise be to God. I'm like, I like yeah, who's been to prison? Don't raise your hand. Praise be to God. You're on security team. Thank you. Keep me safe. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I grew up in the church, and I'm sanctified. You, you got to go work in the greeter. <laughs> I was in the gang. Praise God. We need you for security. Can you still shoot good? Come on. Hallelujah. Amen. I'll use everything the devil tried to use for bad. I'll turn it out for good. Hey. Help me out. You guys got to have fun. And put on a new man. Well, the new man is the new dude created from the word of God. What happens if you don't put on the new man, you act like the old man. And the old man is dead and buried, but you still got a memory of him. That's why you got to reprogram your head because you act like the old you if we don't tell you who the new you you are. Created in what? Righteousness and true holiness. This guy's new. You don't even know who you are. You got to discover who you are. I'm going to tell you right now, you're a whole lot better than you think you are. That's the truth. You're a whole lot better than you think you are. Because you think you're here, God put you here. He said, well, who are you that you make God, that you were mindful of man and you made him a little lower than God? My God in heaven. God said, like Elohim God. God Almighty. He said, I made you a little lower. Whoa, bro. How many of you know, how many of you know you in good company? You know what I'm saying? Because I'm with you and God. That's what the Bible said. Well, I don't know if I can believe that about me. I don't care what you believe about you. It's what the Bible said about you. That's who you are. So just live up to your standard. Live up to who you are. God's got so many great things for you. My God in heaven, you guys see this. Look, I don't know. What's created in righteousness and true holiness? You see that? So what's that mean? That's for you. Look at 25. Then he tells you what to do. Fix your mouth. Put away lying. Speak to the man the truth with his neighbors. For remembers one of that. Why does he want you to put away lying? Why does he want you to speak the truth? Because guess what? God don't lie and God speaks the truth. He's trying to reprogram you to understand how the new spiritual you acts. He don't speak doubt. He don't speak unbelief. He don't talk lack. Don't you ever say you can't afford something. You're going to get me mad. If you ever go with me somewhere you say you can't afford something, I might smack you. Who told you that? Don't go there. Don't say nothing. 
I can't, I, we can't afford that. Be quiet. Cannot stand that. Don't say that. You know how much that costs? Be quiet. Don't say none of that mess. Keep your mouth closed. You know what I'm saying? Don't, that's lack. But there's other stuff, too. Don't talk sick. Man, I, was in a, I went to go visit the hospital. My God in heaven. You think people, you know why some people are in the hospital. Talk all crazy. They, big and bad. The doctor came in. I thought the dude was dying. I was like, what the heck are you talking about? You sound like you have dead. Now, I understand there's, listen to me. Look, I'm not being a jerk. I understand people are going through some stuff. But you don't ever side your mouth in with the enemy. Look, you don't have to say, listen, I didn't ask you to say something, but you don't have to say some stuff. Just leave your mouth closed about some stuff and go, it, it, well, well, what's going on? You know, I just went through that thing. I went in there, man, and the, the, kid, the kid was messed up. It ain't good. It didn't look good at all. I ain't going to go in there and say nothing but the good stuff. What if you go in there and say the good stuff and it don't work out all right? What, what, I'm still not going to talk the bad stuff. I don't really care. Well, you're in denial. No, I'm in faith. That's the difference. I'm not stupid neither, though. I understand the reality. I'm not going to sit there and go, well, we don't. The guy's on life support, for crying out loud. That's reality. But you don't need to hear, uh, you know what? Huh, you know, we don't know. Bump, we don't know. I'm going for the best. How would you like me to come see you, and you're sitting in there, and I'm like, well, maybe it'll work. Let's give it a shot. It's like the commercial. What is that? Yeah, just okay is not okay. You ever see that one? That's funny, ain't it? Well, maybe we could, you know, I could do a good job on your taxes. What do you mean a good job on my taxes? Maybe. Remember the doctor? The guy, the doctor one's funny. Ain't that funny? That's funny. You got to admit that's funny, right? Hey, guess who's back in? Me. What happened to you? Got reinstated. How you feel? Good? No, I don't know. Hey, maybe it'll be a good day. Hey, let's give it a shot. See you in the operating table. Let's go. Would you like me to show up like that? Hey, let's give it a whirl. You got a 15% chance of living. Let's just give it a shot. Maybe I'm on today. Come on, man. You don't want that mess. Come on. You got to talk big. Talk up. Talk up. What do you care? You don't have to prove it. Write this down. The burden of proof is on Jesus, not on you. Yeah, the burden of proof is on Jesus. He shouldn't even put it in the book. How do you know I can get healed? Because Jesus said to heal people. How do you know I can prosper? Because Jesus said to prosper people. How do you know you can save this relationship? This relationship's so screwed up right now, we go into court and get rid of it. Ah, be quiet. I can rip up those stupid papers. He's giving you the ministry reconciliation. I don't know what God wants to do. And some of you, well, how do I know God can deliver me out of this mess? Real simple. He's a deliverer. You understand me? You understand me? There ain't nothing God can't get you in, get you out, get you through, and give him praise. Amen? But don't get, don't, this is how you pray. Has this got anything to do with prayer? It's got everything to do with prayer. Because watch this. You release faith, and then you go, look, let me see if something changed. And you're like, it's getting worse. This prayer stuff don't work. You better cut it out. Because now you're in natural reason, and guess what? Faith don't work there. And that's exactly where the the devil wants you to go. Come in the arena of reason. Come see if your eye can see the change. I don't care. Be hell-bent as long as you want. I ain't moving on what I said. It don't look no better. Who cares? It don't sound no better. Who cares? I pray. I've been waiting. 30 days. 40 days. Joshua waited 40 years. But when you're willing to stand forever, you ain't got to stand for long. Come on, somebody. What do you care? Imagine if you're praying for one of your loved ones to get saved. Just picture this. And it takes 40 years for them to wake up. Who the heck cares? You going to heaven? 
care if I got to wait 400 years. I'll be there waiting for you slipping through the gate. You understand what I'm saying? 40 years. What do you care about waiting 40 years? Somebody you love gets to go to heaven. You understand me? Why? But you know your problem is? You're, this is, oh, that's the Holy Ghost. You're basing your daily joy on some of this stuff, and you ain't looking right. You're basing your daily joy on stuff you prayed about that looks like it's taking time and you can't even enjoy today because you're so jacked up wondering about what tomorrow is going to hold in some of these prayer projects, you can't even enjoy life. I got news for you. Believe you receive when you pray and act like it's done, you'll be laughing all the way to heaven. Hey, we prayed for Uncle Mike. He's so shot out right now. That joker ain't even, can't even see straight. Yeah, I know, praise the Lord, but he, got, he, got, he getting saved. <laughs> He's getting saved. What you mean he getting saved? He got worse. Nah, he getting saved. I got them all tied up in the Holy Ghost. I got the blood on them, angels on them, witnesses are showing up. Somebody probably prophesying them right now. How'd you put it? Praise the Lord. So your joy may be full. Problem is what? If you ain't got joy about it, I don't know if you had faith for it. You ain't got, if you haven't hit the place of joy, you know, if I pray in the spirit long enough, I'll find joy. If you don't have joy for it, you probably didn't release faith in it. You better, well, if it's done, what the heck are you worried about? You see it? If it's done, what would you do? If I said, I believe I receive, and you gave it to me, I'd be like, praise the Lord, I got it. So if you believe you received when you prayed, won't joy be the other side of it? Well, maybe you didn't receive it yet. You know what I'm saying? Like, hey, hey, can I have your phone? Thank you. Praise the Lord. If I know I got it, what you got on this thing? No. Hey, hey, see it? If you shake it too many times, now they do something, but easy, right? Well, it's it's emergency. Yeah, man, that's good. Job 13, 15, that's a good one. Don't he slay me yet? Come on, somebody. Come on, right? See what I'm saying? I got it. If If I got it, I got joy. Well, some of these people, they, thank you. People believe and they go, well, I didn't get none, so now I got to be grumpy. No, you got to believe you received when you prayed. Oh, I'm telling you right now. Look, you want more? Someone's like, leave me alone. Look, <laughs> somebody's like, stop, Pastor Chris. I don't want to be bothered no more. Please stop. Look at this one. Look at Philippians 2, 2. You better say 2, 2 for you. That was good. Come on, you guys got to lighten up. Y'all cold or something. I got to warm you up. Come on. He was like, I'm, I'm, I'm cold, Pastor Chris. Don't be, you ain't, you ain't that cold. Go to Canada. You'd be freezing. The thing here is it's going to go away in a couple of days. Everywhere else it stays for like six months. Come on. Really, four. Fulfill you my joy that you be what? Like minus. So have the same mind. Have the same love. Being of one of core. Be of one mind. Well, what's this all about? Let nothing be done strive for vain glory, but in loneliness mind esteem others better than themselves. Okay, that's cute. Go. Look not every man his own things, but every man also on the things of others. Why ain't that cute? Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Say, you better have the mind of Christ. Say, how many say, how many read that scripture? I got the mind of Christ. You remember that one? Remember that? Remember that? I got the mind of Christ. We all run around and say, I got the mind of Christ. You ain't got no mind of Christ unless you what? Let this mind be in you. You can have access to the mind of Christ, but if you got doubts swimming in your head, you ain't got no mind of Christ. I don't want the mind of Chris. Come on, somebody. I don't want that. I want the mind of Christ. How does God think? 
You can't think like you want. You can't think like you want to think. You ain't allowed to. You got to think like he thinks. So I got to be a filter of thoughts. See it? Because if you don't filter your thoughts, your thoughts are going to filter you, bro. They're going to sift you. And you don't want that mess. Okay? So you got that? So that's why you got to be positive in your thinking. That's why you got to throw away everything that contradicts the word of God. Is that okay? Because I'm telling you it's important because if you don't start contradicting these things that contradict the word of God, you're going to be in trouble. Because here's what you got to do. Write this down. You got to guard your mind. Man, oh, man, you got to guard your mind. Battles of your head. It is. Guard your mind. What do you mean guard my mind? You can't just let anything in your head. That's what I've been telling you all night. If you let it in your head, you, you'll take ownership of nonsense. That's how the devil got at him. He got him to believe wrong things about himself. Don't let the devil put stuff in your head. Don't let guard your mind. And then why? And then, oh, here's the good. Write this down. Some of you got goofy friends. You need to get rid of them. You know what I'm saying? They're goofy. Tell you, well, you know, you know, I just try, I'm just here to encourage you, brother. Uh, so I'll let you know, uh, I don't know if you're ever really going to do anything good, but I'm here to be your friend and tell you that. I just want to be tra- have a transparent moment. I'm like, who needs friends like that? Get new friends. You know what I'm saying? You know, you go do something big, get a promotion or something, you're at work, you're making money, doing good. They're like, well, you know, I don't know how long that can last. <laughs> Come on, man. Dude, beat it, man. If you can't rejoice with me, get, get away from me. And why do those people around you get jealous when you prosper? Why do those people get jealous? Why you got that? Who you think you are? How you get that? They all jealous. Who wants jerky friends like that? Get new friends. How much that cost? You got that? I'm, I pray to God y'all get all cool stuff because I'm going to borrow it, use it, and bring it back dirty. I could care less. Yeah, my buddy, one buddy, he's talking about, he's like, I'm always on this project with this plane business. I said, get it too. Pick me up and take me, drop me off. I don't like staying overnight anyway. I can go home and go to bed. Buy a big one. I don't even know what the thing is. They love this stuff. Yeah, knock yourself out. You, bro, you better know how to fly the thing, bro. Hope you got enough money to pay for pilots because I ain't practicing with you, bro. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Like, what would what, what, what be? Well, you know, that, that you, that's not really safe. I don't know why you want to do that. Do whatever you want to do. But here's what I'm saying. That's funny. But you know what? You better start locating these people in your life that can't rejoice with you when you win. Because if people can't rejoice with you when you win, I ain't taking you with me, man. You want to know why? Because who in the world wants those people with you? You know what the problem is? When you're in the valley, you better see who's there. Because those are the people you take to the mountaintop. Because everybody can shout when you're on the mountaintop with them. Everybody shouts when it's good. You know what I'm saying? Some of you got these people around you. They just they, they see you get a little bit ahead. They're critiquing it. Right? Well, why you do who, why you do who you think you are? I think that's crazy. Y'all got five people I'm talking. While I'm talking, watch this. You know what's crazy? While I'm talking, you are thinking about those people that you look. Man, I gave them a good one the other day. People, look at me. People reveal their character when you succeed. And you can read their body language to tell you whether they're really happy about your success. Because if they pucker up like a lemon, they're full of it. They ain't really happy. They might be Judas in disguise looking to stab you later. Yeah, praise be to God. Hallelujah. You know what I'm saying? So what do you do? Locate that. You know what I mean? Don't give me that pseudo you happy. You know what I mean? I was like, what time is this guy done? I'm going to Raleigh in the morning. They better get ready. Come on, you ready? Guard your mind. 
Second Corinthians 10, you know this one. Go, so let's start with verse 3, please. You guys are doing really good. I want you to know sometimes when I'm geeked up like this, I'm just apostolic in the moment. Because I, I really am. Because I'm like ripping through precedents that the church puts up with that I don't want you to put up with. Second Corinthians 10, 3. Let's go there. I don't know. Sounds good. You know what I'm saying? Does it make sense? Because the church, you got to talk like this, man. I don't know. Sometimes I think I just let it loose in the atmosphere to try to help you. You know what I'm saying? But be, be, serious, be serious. And if they're sitting next to you, don't look at them right now. But you know like when you get all excited about something and then you bring it to them and they're all like rain on your parade because they got no vision? Y'all got a friend like that. They don't want to see you do good. It's like almost like they get happy when you don't do good and like they're excited about it. And then you, you don't share no more dreams with them because you know there's something squirrely with them. I don't need that kind of help in my life. How about you? What has this got to do with prayer? I'll tell you what, when you're believing God for something, you don't need negative stuff around you trying to make you think what you're praying about ain't working. You ever pray, you ever pray about something and then it ain't working? You ever do this? We do it as a husband and wife. We did it before. <laughs> we did it before. It was bad. You know what I mean? But you do it like you don't even realize you're doing it. Like we prayed about it. It's like, I don't know. It looks like it's, I don't know. And then you start critiquing it. You know, like, oh, this is not good. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? It's like, no, it's not good. It's getting worse. Praise be to God. Let's pray. <laughs> we pray again. No, what happens is sometimes you got to get unified in what you prayed about and not let what you see move you. You pray for them kids? Come on, man. How many times you pray for them kids? Don't raise your hand. You pray for that. You know, I'm sorry. I wasn't kidding, but you know, I do it too. I pray for that kid. That kid didn't get better. That kid went whack, man. I was like, this is what praying. Man, when we started fasting, I told my mom, I laughed. Everything started going off the wall. I started praying about stuff. Everything went crazy. I said, maybe I should quit today. <laughs> Ask her, I'm kidding. I'm not kidding. I started praying for everybody. I probably did it to you guys too. Sorry, I didn't mean to. I prayed for you. I love you. I care. Everybody in the church, all the leadership, I was praying. I was getting into it too. I was like, oh, first week of fast, first couple of days. I was praying about everything. Everything was going wacky. <laughs> everything, things that were supposed to get good got worse. I was like, praying. I called her. I called my mom. I said, hey, how you doing? She said, uh, whatever she said. I said, wow, that's what I prayed about. She goes, yeah, thanks for praying. <laughs> I said, I'm telling you, I'm three for three. Everything I'm after, man, is on wacko. And I said, man, I'm on it. I'm going to keep working until I get it, right? And then things started getting better. But isn't that how it works? You go pray for those kids, and you, whoo, you lay, lay hands on them, put oil on them. Oh, my God, plead the blood, let that joker go. He come back bouncing off the wall. They come back, right? And you're like, if praying does this, I'm quitting. Why? Get in the, you release faith, but now get in the place of reason and tell me whether it's working or not. Know what I did after three days when it looked like that? I kept praying harder because I knew I was doing something. I said, boy, this is good because if I'm touching it and it's starting to shake, I'm going to keep it till it shakes, till it breaks. I stood there. What, for you and the church and the stuff? And I ain't going to quit. And I ain't done anyway. Someday ain't moving me out of the way. I ain't done till I see it. Till I got to know the victory, I ain't stopping. Oh, we got, we're done. I ain't done. I'm not done till everybody wins. We're not, we're not leaving Jack. I ain't leaving nothing on the table. You don't leave nothing on the table. You know, you stay till you get to know the victory. 
You stay in this place prayer. What you got to go back watching all this nonsense for and playing with phones all day and not keeping your spirit filled? I do it all too, but you understand what I'm saying? Have limitations where, you know, hey, we put God first in our prayer life. We're keeping God first in our prayer life. We got word life. We got home life. We got spirit life. I got rabangle. Come on, somebody. I put a little bit more time in. I'm not, I'm, I got a lifestyle change. This hasn't been a season of change. It's a lifestyle change. It's important. You see that second Look. Okay, here we go. Ready? We walk in the, but we don't fight flesh. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal. That's flesh. But mighty through who? God. See, these weapons you got are God weapons. That's why I don't go look at the natural tell me whether it's working or not. God come in your minute. God come walking through the wall in one minute and change everything. Not on me physically. If he does that, he's going to scare the tar out of you, but praise be to God. <laughs> Imagine if Jesus walked through the wall. Bro, I'll be like, what's up? After I get up off the floor. Hey. <laughs> but mighty through God. Somebody's like, is he going to do that here? He might. <laughs> I had the one guy. I scared the one dude. Remember I told you about my little wrestler buddy? Oh, my God. I had this wrestler buddy. He was the best. He goes, I cannot stand you. I go, really? That's great. And I said, I hear that a lot. <laughs> he goes, I cannot stand you, bro. I go, why? He goes, Every time I want to go and get totally wacky, I can hear you in my head. I can hear your voice in my head. I said, well, wait till my face comes popping through the wall. <laughs> he looked at me, I swear to God, he looked at me, he was like, could that happen? I said, maybe. maybe. <laughs> I just come right through the wall. Here I am. What you doing, bro? <laughs> For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. Mighty through God for the pulling down of strongholds. Now, strongholds are trying to build fortresses in your head, get you with wrong ideas. You don't want that. Cast down. Cast down. Everybody say wrong pictures. Wrong ideas. Wrong suggestions. That's, that takes discipline, man, when you're believing for stuff. Notice how the devil always shows you a picture of what opposite you're believing? You better believe it. This is how you find it. That exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Ain't that something? This is really cool. You ever, you ever ask yourself this question? Cast down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Now watch this. When my prayers are scriptural, I am in the knowledge of God. When my prayers are based in the word of God, I am in the knowledge of God. So I got news for you. Once you become one with the word, you're walking in the knowledge of God, and everything that tries to refute it is what? A lie. you got to reject those things. Come on, give me three minutes, I'm going to let you go home. Right? Bring into captivity every thought. There's the discipline. Everybody say, there it is, the discipline. There's the discipline. There's this one. There's the discipline. Where did you get that thought? Where did it come from? If you don't filter it, we don't know. you got to catch it. Where did that come from? You see what I'm saying? Why, why, what do you mean? I don't know where my thoughts came from. No, duh. You better locate where they came from because you ain't allowed to keep them. You want to know why? Look at Philippians 4, 4. Rejoice in again, I say rejoice. Why is that? Because you better make sure you think upon only the good. Now, I know you see these scriptures all the time. Philippians 4 and 4. Look at this. Pop that up there. Let them see that, please. Look at Philippians 4 and 4. Rejoice and again, I say what? Rejoice. Look at this. What? Rejoice and say what? Again, rejoice. Watch this. Five. Why is that? Here we go. Keep going. We'll go all the way to eight. Watch this part. I'm telling you, if you can get this, let your moderation be made known unto all men. The Lord is at hand. Here we go. Six. 
Be careful, worried, anxious for nothing. Careful, worried, anxious for nothing. For nothing. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, amen, let your requests be made known unto God. Okay, great. Seven, that he may keep your soul and your spirit. Watch this. Keep going. And the peace of God which passeth all understanding. How I got peace. How you got peace in the middle of a storm? Easy. I gave my cast my care. And I got joy about this thing. Shall keep your hearts and your mind through Christ Jesus. So your spirit and your soul is connected through what? This place of peace and passing understanding. Well, how in the world do I maintain that? Verse 8. Think upon the, y'all know this stuff. Think upon the, finally, brother, whatsoever things are good, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are of a good report, whatsoever are good, right, up, right there. Think on these things. Okay, so time out. So why are you, I know this stuff. Okay, we'll do it. The proof is in the doing, not the hearing. Now you got to think, so I release my faith. Now I got to think only good things about the situation. That's great. If there be any praise and any virtue, think on this stuff. Now watch nine, just for a minute. Just pull this in just for a minute. I'll leave you alone. Keep going. Watch this. You don't see this for a minute. I think you need to you need it. Those things which you have both learned and received and heard and seen in me, do. And the God of peace will be with you. If you don't do it, the God of peace ain't going to be with you. Now, he can be with you, but God do what? I ain't got no peace. I got no peace. I got no peace. You ain't got no peace because you're giving up your peace. You got to keep your peace by keeping your mind stayed on him. If you keep your self-mind on him, he'll keep you in perfect peace. Guess what? That's the discipline. I got to keep my mind on him, even when my mind wants to go all over the place. Because my head, my, head my head wants to go all over the place. My head does not want to stay stayed on him. I want to figure out every detail of life, sometimes on my own. Can't do it. Got to keep your mind stayed on him. Because you don't know. You only see in part, you don't know in part. Make sense? I'll give you one more and I'll let you go because you guys have been faithful. You got to remember this. Write this down. Meditate on God's promises. That's the key. Keep that promise before your eyes. That's Proverbs 4, 20 and 22. Okay? Meditate constantly on the promise. Proverbs 4, 20, 22. Upon which you base your answer to prayer. Stay there. Don't come out. Is that all right? Stay there. Pro yeah, go to 20. Go to 21st, please. 420 and through, through 22. That's what I was saying, but I talk quick. It says 420. You know what 420 is all about? Look. It says, attending to my what? My words incline thine ear unto my sayings. That's the word of God. See it? So you got to say, so this is what you got to do. So you go home, you go over this stuff, and you discipline yourself to go, okay, point number one, I got to find my scripture. I release my faith. I pray. I let it go. I believed. I received when I prayed. Now the word comes in after you release it because you ain't done. It's just beginning. See, you got to understand something about life. This is the problem most people don't understand. Every the minute you release it, it's a seed. It takes time to get a harvest. That's all. Some things are quick, but most things are a seed. So don't pull the seed up before the fruition of time. Put it in the ground and leave it. All right. Incline thine ear to my sayings. Here we go. Boom. Keep going. Let them not depart from thine eyes. Keep them in the what? The midst of thy heart. That means keep this word on you. The word that got you to faith to be released, keep it near you. Now watch this. They are life to those that find it and health to all their flesh. See what I'm saying? Boy, that word's got you. That word will lock you down. Is that all right? Change your life. Because you got you know, you know what Hebrews 4 and 12 says. Just go there, we'll leave them alone. Hebrews 4 and 12, you know what that says. If you don't know what it says, I'll tell you what it says. Watch. Watch what's popping up there. 
for what? The Word of God is what? Quick and powerful, sharpening any two-edged sword, dividing asunder what? Come on. Two-edged sword, piercing even and dividing asunder the soul of the spirit, the joints and the intents and the marrow and the th discerning and thoughts and the intents of the heart. See it? The Word of God is quick and powerful. Say quick and powerful. It divides soul and spirit. Divides unbelief and truth. It divides. The Word of God divides. Once the Word shows up, you got to pick a side. Pick a side. Everybody say, I'm picking the right side. I'm picking the Word side. I'm picking the God side. You see it? You got it? So this is what I'm doing. You got to put this in there. You can't just say, all right, I got it. You got to work it now. Let this mind be in you also, which was in Christ Jesus. You understand it? So build your discipline in this thing. Don't come out of it. I don't know. I don't know what you're doing, but I know this. I don't, I'm serious. I'm being serious. I don't know what you're doing, but I know this is how you do it. So now you look, don't make this complicated. Just say, all right, now look, like I told you, now I lay me down to sleep. That's great, but you ain't two no more. You know what I'm saying? Am I really getting scriptural in my prayer? Am I going, okay, I got a need, got a need. I'm finding it in the Word, found it in the Word. I got that Word in the Bible. 1 John 5, 14 and 15. Anything I ask according to his will, I know he hears me. If he hears me, he grant me the petition that which I ask. You got more faith in the problem than you do in God. Find the scripture, lay it out. Go, okay, there it is. Write it down. I could care less. Right? Got it. Now I'm going to release my faith, release my faith. And then every time I start getting wishy-washy in my head, I'm going to go back to that thing and remind myself what God told God and what God told me. And then when you got a problem about what's going on, you start talking, you start speaking life to situations. Like some stuff you need to get the God in that thing. You got to get the devil off of it. You break his power, speak big, talk big, plead the blood. Say, what the world is this guy talking about? Say, in the name of Jesus. You're praying for people or whatever it is, in the name of Jesus. Your head starts getting squirrely in the name of Jesus. You got to stand your ground. And then once you do that, what do I do? Take them scriptures, keep them rolling around. Keep them in your eye, keep them in your ear. Keep them in your eye, keep them in your ear. Keep them in your eye, keep them in your ear. Put them on your heart. What I got to do that for? So you can be sane walking through life. And then when things don't look right, you just go, oh, okay, greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. Well, how do, who's telling you you ain't great? The enemy. Who's telling you you're going to lose? Who's telling you you're washed up? Who's telling you ain't no good? Who's telling you all this nonsense? Who's telling you you can't succeed? Who's trying to tell you you can't make that money? Who's trying to tell you you can't live there? Who in the world's trying to tell you you ain't going to have the career you thought you were going to? Who in the world's telling you this junk? Ain't God. God before me. Who could give me against me? God is love. He don't talk like that. You better get mad. Because some of you, let me tell you, I'm done. But let me tell you right here now. Some of you, the enemy's been speaking to you for too long. And you over there panting it like it's God. It ain't God. Rebuke it. You don't disqualify it from nothing. And I got news for you. Your past doesn't disqualify you from anything in your future. Nothing. It's true. Don't worry about it. Just keep pressing in. Press it in till you get it. Amen? Come on, stand up on your feet. You did great. I'll pray for your eyes, so I don't, I don't need any more scriptures. You can come here. I, I'm only going to pray for him for all these. Some people. Anybody got pain in your body? You got pain in your body? Just close your eyes, lift your hands to heaven. If you got pain in your body, wave at me. Anybody got pain in your body? Anybody sick? Sick, you got pain, you got something going on? If you do, wave. Come down here. If you're sick or got pain in your body, come down here, we're going to lay hands on you. Let's go stay on this side. 
I think we'll be alright. My God in heaven. Lift your hands to heaven. God, if you're sick, got pain in your body, you're not feeling well, whatever's going on. I don't want to leave people in pain. The Bible says lay hands on the sick, sick recover. You got them? Lift your hands to heaven, close your eyes. 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 And say, what in the world is the power of God going to do for me? Heal your body. Now don't go falling out just for a minute. Just stay in this thing. I'm going to lay hands on you. If I don't lay hands on you, power of God will come on you. If it comes on you, just walk it out, all right? Hallelujah. You ready? If you're, in, if you're in the line for prayer, just be still for a minute and just receive it. Praise the Lord. Let's let the, the glory of God arise on you and heal your body. Jesus said, lay hands on the sick, sick recover. Not they might recover, they shall. Just pull that in. They shall. So lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. You got that? Shall, not maybe, shall. The minute I touch you, I'm going to release healing power in your body. The minute I release healing power in your body, it's got to work in Jesus' name. Say, so what in the world? Was, what, 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 what's going on here? Now, healing power. Why do I need healing power? What do I know? In Jesus' name, right now. Now, right now, in Jesus' name. Right now, in Jesus' name. Now, in Jesus' name. Healing power, right now, in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. So why did it fall down? I have the power of God got on you. You might fall down too. Now, in Jesus' name. Praise the Lord. It's peaceful in here, ain't it? Boom. Ready? Healing power right there. Bam. In Jesus' name. Right now. Jesus' name. Right now. Jesus' name. Right now. Jesus' name. Right now. Right right now in Jesus' name. There's healing power flowing in here. Right now in Jesus' name. 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 Right now. Right now. So why in the world does God do that? I don't know. He's, I'm not God. Go right now in Jesus' name. Loose and let her go. In Jesus' name. No more floaters in Jesus' name. No more floaters and all that business. Listen to me. God will heal your body because he's a healer. So I lay hands on the sick for him. Because Jesus said lay hands on the sick, they recover. People being sick. You ever see miracles? You see a miracle, man, change your life forever. Really well. Somebody come in, got x-ray, got cancer over here, and got no cancer over there. Doctor can't explain it. You got it? You say, praise God, man. Jesus, do it. Just lift your hands to heaven thank the Lord. I'm believing this. I believe 2020 is going to be the best year of your life. I want you to believe it with me right now. Next time I see you, we're going to be in the middle of this meeting, and it's going to be on. I want you to believe, God, 2020 is going to be the best year of your life. I want you to believe 2020 is going to be the best year of your life. 2020 is going to be the best year. Say it out loud with me. Say, 2020 is going to be the best year of my life. I'm going to fulfill my destiny, my purpose, and the plan that God has for my life. I know this year is going to be my best year. And the rest of my life is going to be the best of my life. In Jesus' mighty name. Just keep your hands lifted to heaven. Father, I just thank you for each and every person watching every person here. I thank you for the plan you have for their life, the destiny, the purpose, the calling. Thank you, Lord, that I lock my faith and link my faith with their faith. And we're getting ready to see the greatest manifestation of your presence in each and every one of our lives. This year, this year is going to be a year 
of promises, overdue promises are coming to pass. Overdue. And they're not overdue in heaven's timing, but in the earth's timing. We're going to come to the end this year. Yeah, there's stuff you're believing for. It's going to come to fruition this year. This is the year. And some of it, it's going to, some of it's going to take 12 months. It's not going to happen automatically or instantly. It's going to literally take 12 months to come to pass. But by the end of 2020, you're going to see things you couldn't even believe for. Restoration like you've never seen it. Manifestations like you've never seen it. When we come back to the end, you're going to remember what God told you in the beginning. And you're going to see it throughout the year. You're going to see it. It's like, oh, there it is. There's that one. Oh, there it is. Oh, there it is. All the way through. One month, two, three, four, five, six months into it. Oh, there's that. And he's going to quicken you back to the beginning. He's going to quicken you back to the beginning. And some of these things, it's going to be like the last the last minute and the last moment. It's going to seem like, my God, did God forget about it? He didn't forget about anything. It's going to manifest in the end because you received the seed of it today. And you're not going to let go of it until you see it in your tomorrow. This season is going to be the best season of spiritual growth and spiritual understanding that you've ever had. And I thank God that he's going to reveal it to you each and every day. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. And everybody said amen and amen. Come on, put your hands together. You did great. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I'm going to see you Sunday. What time? Nine and 10.30. You guys are dismissed. God bless you. Make it a great day. Amen. Hallelujah. You doing good? Come on. Praise the Lord. And don't forget, hey, the communion station's over there. You want to take communion. And if you got prayer requests, get them in. It might be midnight, but it ain't yet. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. Thank you for listening to this episode of Relevant Live with Pastor Chris. If you are interested in learning more about Relevant Church, we invite you to visit us today at relevantfl.org. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel to hear more messages like this one every single week. And as always, welcome home.